waiting to swallow my coffee so that oh, I wasn't loud with it. <laughs> I was even watching you. I was watching the timer or I would have timed that better. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. We're back. We are back. Finally. I don't I think I, I don't think we – end- I know, me too. I mean, I know we've done our check-in and like our Demir episode, but then we took like another like two-month almost break. Unintentionally, <laughs> but it was kind of it bad. It was the holidays. I was going to say, it was bad timing on our part because I was like, we literally released that Demir episode like right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then I was like – Life gets really, really Yeah. Crazy. And I yeah. was like, and we're going to start Ashk 101 soon after this? Probably not. It's probably going to wind up being January. And that's just what I said in my head. And then I was right. So yeah. Uh, but yeah. we were on the same wavelength. So I was like, man, we should get recording. And then you actually texted me about it. So um, yeah. Well, I was like, hey, I've got I've got a day off. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's do this. Yeah. Eric will be at work or at his training center thing. And yes. I was like, look, now is the time. No, so. I understand. Yep. Perfect. Because Jason's working. So it's mm-hmm. all good and fine. Yeah. Um, so welcome to Dizzy for DZ. I'm Kristen. I'm Ashley. And if you haven't figured it out already, we are covering this season, Ashk 101. That's right. Um, so if you listen to our season check-in a few months back, uh, we did let you guys know the reasons why we were choosing Netflix DZs. It just is better for both of our schedules because the length of those episodes. Um, oh my gosh. It was like I we watched two episodes to prepare for this mm-hmm. set of recordings and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so fast. <laughs> we're like, like they're done. We, 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 yeah. We finished in less than an hour and a half and we've watched two episodes. Um, it was amazing. So we are likely, I mean, this, we could change our minds later down the road. You know how we go. We kind of find our groove as we go. But mm-hmm. as of right now, we're just going to be covering one episode a week of mm-hmm. Ashk 101. So it does mean shorter podcasts, but it does mean weekly podcasts again yes. rather than one every other week or things mm-hmm. like that because our schedules just aren't what they were before. So yeah. um, remember two summers ago when we covered two, two and a half hour episode DZs every week? Like Listen, those were COVID days, okay? <laughs> Nobody – we weren't doing anything. We were stuck at home. It was the perfect opportunity. It really was. Life, unfortunately, is – I mean, fortunately. Fortunately, yeah. Yeah, fortunately. <laughs> is not like that anymore, so. Yes. But yeah, we were crazy. Yeah, because I'm sitting here like even this. I mean, I was very relieved watching. It was so nice to just get to blow through two episodes last night mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm done. And that didn't take up my entire afternoon of note taking yeah. or having yep. to rewatch because it's so much information overload with two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we're going to have a lot of fun. But, you know, just expect probably some shorter episodes, you guys. But – Hopefully you love us enough that you don't mind. And it's better to always leave you wanting more than for someone to be like, well, thank God finally they're done talking about that episode after three hours. Seriously. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So we can just dive right in. I don't think we really have any updates. Um, like I said, if the, if you want to hear any other stuff, just check out our season four check-in. Not much mm-hmm. has changed since we recorded that episode as far as our situations and schedules and stuff. So, um, yeah, so no real housekeeping. Um, I figured I would just start out um, just giving a quick Ashk 101 airs on Netflix mm-hmm. or aired on Netflix, I guess I should say. It streams on Netflix. Um, it was created by our very lovely and beloved um, Mer- Merich. Is that how you say her name? A- Ajemi, who created 
Kerala Gosh, Kenji Koosh. Mm. Um, she's also the creator for As the Crow Flies, which we're covering, planning to cover later this season. And I didn't, oh. I kind of forgot about that too. So I was like, oh, all right. Nice. Yeah, I was yeah. telling Eric how this season we're going crazy and there's not a rom-com in sight. And now we're, we're totally breaking the mold for the we, podcast. We are. It's about time though. Yeah, yeah. Because he was asking about the show and I'm like, well, essentially it's a group of kids matchmaking their teacher. And he's like, oh, that sounds like fun. So it was it was just funny. Yes. Yeah. And that's essentially the summary. A bunch of – um Misfit teenagers. Misfit teenagers. <laughs> when I first watched this, um, I watched this show for the first time last April. Ashley hasn't seen any of it. But it's funny. Enough time has passed that – No, you know you know what's funny is I have hmm. seen some of it. Oh, I, that's, that's right. I got through I think only five or six episodes though. Okay. And then I got caught up with other stuff. So this I think was my third time watching the pilot or the oh, first episode. okay. Because I had watched it one time. And I feel like I said this to you that mm-hmm. I didn't super love the first episode. Mm-hmm. But you know what's funny is that this being my third time watching this episode, mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. I liked it much more this time around than I had previously. Isn't it so – I mean, I'm sure we've discussed things like this, but like mood is such a thing. It's, oh, yeah. I mean, with our reading, I know we've got talked about that a lot. Mm-hmm. But I mean, same thing with TV, really. And so like if this just wasn't really like your cup, maybe you were just weren't burnt out enough on like rom-coms yet um, when you were <laughs> very possible. trying to watch this. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. And for me, last April, it's just what I needed. So I was able to blow through it. But because I binged it so quickly, a lot – like, while I know, like, the big stuff and I could give you an overall summary of the series, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, oh, like, it's already out the door. So, um, so yeah, this will be a fun experience that yeah. we're watching something that both of us have kind of – I've definitely seen, you've kind of seen mm-hmm. – and going from there. So, um, yeah, when I first watched this, though, last April, I was like, this, to me, screams original 90210 meets The Breakfast Club. That's, like, was the vibe I got. Breakfast Club, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And so what's really funny is Merit, who plays um, Sinon, mm-hmm. he actually went on to play, like, the Dylan-esque character in the 90210 remake on Fox, oh. which is just really funny. I mean, it's, like, since – it came and went very quickly. It got right, canceled right. after only like nine episodes, unfortunately, because free TV was not the platform to air a 90210 remake. But, you know, yeah. what are you going to do? So anyways, I just thought that was funny that I was like, oh, how funny. Like he was totally the Dylan character. And then he really did wind up playing the Dylan character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, do we, yeah, we can just kind of dive right in and discuss the episode. Um, yeah. So um yeah, I don't really know how we're going to – I don't think we really need to fully summarize these like we've usually done because I assume anyone who's listening to this has watched the episode we're discussing. Right. And I mean some of the stuff I feel like will – can be relevant as far as discussing what happens mm-hmm. and like going through – because, for example, the first kind of section – it is the first episode, so you yes. you get all the introductions um, and – Again, going through this episode again, mm-hmm. I really realized um, how the opening monologue is very 
it's basically an overview of the story. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I didn't finish season one, right? But um, you know, you but by, by the by the episodes that I've seen, you get the basic gist of everything and how they are all kind of gathered together and um, they weren't previously connected and they ended up just being connected with each other and none of them had really realized all that kind of stuff because yes. it's Ashuk who we we don't know at the time that it's Ashuk in the future, but it's Ashuk that is giving this opening monologue and she's talking about all of this stuff and mm-hmm. going back to what we find out later is Sinan's house. Um, and so essentially that's like, she seems to be kind of the mastermind mm-hmm. of, or, um, what would you call it? It's like the, the, um, omnipresent narrator. Yes. Kind of deal. Yeah. 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 Um, and I couldn't, okay. I'm glad you said that because I couldn't remember, cause this is going to be the trick in the fact that I have seen this before, there is going to be stuff as I watch that comes back <laughs> right. to me. And I don't want to be spoilery to you once we get to that point. Right. And I honestly could not remember when, if it was that obvious to me at, by the end of episode one, when I first saw it, if it was like, because I think for a while I was going, is that a shook or is that Edda? Because they, they're both kind of blonde. I mean, grown up is really blonde. So yes, naturally you know a shook makes sense. But That's a good point though, because – you we don't see Ashuk as part of the group until episode two. Mm-hmm. So you probably came to that conclusion because so you'd already <laughs> okay because you'd already seen. So sorry, we kind of spoiled people who are who are specifically just watching along with us. Um, just a, here's a piece of advice: by the time we have released whatever episode, just plan to have already been like three or four episodes ahead of that yeah, because we we, we might end up saying something because our goal is to be ahead in recording because, mm-hmm. again, our schedules are crazy. And so we want to be able to um, have the opportunity to not record one week if our schedules don't allow but still have an episode to release. So yeah. you might catch us talking about stuff that it happens in like episode three or four when we're talking about episode, you know, two or whatever. Yeah. So um, – just a heads up. Yeah, because I was trying to think like by the end, did I realize that was a shook or was I still wondering? Because I think I initially was like, is that a shook or is that Edda? Right. Um, because, yeah, she doesn't have a big presence in – does she have a presence at all in episode one? I can't remember. Yeah, she does because she's she like does. the student council leader at that board meeting Actually, thing. you know what? I'm sorry. Um, she She is part of it because at the end, after they like officially hatch their plan. Yes. And they all – give their their opinion about love mm-hmm. which we can go over that later yeah. but um they all basically are like well we know you guys all i think it's seen on he's like mm-hmm. he's like you guys all know exactly who we need to go to for this and so, uh, clearly none of us are gonna understand what to do right and they do corner a shook so so maybe it was the the end of episode one it was you're right you're absolutely right um okay so not super spoilery then yeah (laughs) but yeah i just couldn't remember if i realized it at that point so i was like i don't want to bring this up until ashley does because i don't want you to be like wait what and then i'm like Mm. oh crap so uh i had just assumed because of how blonde she was yes and well and like they do that really close up on the bracelet when she's first walking up to the house there's like Mm -hmm. a and so it's like i think that bracelet's gonna pop up at some point and for sure you know and i don't think that's something i noticed the first time around but i was like Mm -hmm. oh they're zooming in on this bracelet so this is clearly going to show up 
in the in the back flashbacks yes. to make the connection for us at some point. Yeah. So, um, it's funny. I I also realized these title these episodes have titles because they're Netflix episodes. Yeah. So this one's actually called the first moment, mm-hmm. and um. And you already kind of gave the whole idea that we're getting a voiceover and a flashback to the past from the current. So um, when we do flashback, it's 1998. So mm-hmm. we've, you know, we've gone back to the 90s. And it's funny because we get the little intro of each kid. And I kind of, I was like, oh, they clearly are putting a label on like each of these kids right yes. away. Because you see yeah. Osman, like the slick businessman. Yeah, I called him the con artist. Oh, okay. I like that. Okay. So I, I said uh, Karem, the angry jock. I said Karem the hothead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like hothead better. Um, I said Edda the girl crying for attention. Yeah. Okay. So I said Edda the bored girl. Like oh, she just seems uh-huh. like she's bored and looking for literally anything to entertain her. Okay. Yes. Um, and ew, gross. That nasty teacher who was like <sighs> making – Thank God he was at least – fine. Because listen, this principal is no Mr. Belding, okay? Hate no. him. But at least, you know, he had the decency to, like, fire the teacher and not completely blame it on Edda, as it seems like he's the kind of man who would absolutely blame, totally. the, blame the child for the teacher being a totally. creep. The uh, funny thing is that actor is in Disrevee Gazelle. And oh, his he is? character in that show is, like, really sweet and loyal. Oh. And then so to see him in this role, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Ayapum <laughs> must really like him if they wanted him because yeah, is, they're yeah. all Ayapum Dizis, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, and then I said Sinan is the apathetic but very observant philosopher. Oh, see, so I just called Sinan the drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I mean, that, that's clearly what they're painting him as, with, right? With this little intro, he's waking up drunk, but yes, he. Obvi- we obviously know Sinan has much more to him. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, yes, legally, uh-huh. you know. no, you're you're right, and yes, listen, you're you are right in that label, listen, like. He literally wakes up on a park bench. Like, that's our yes, intro to him, right? He's always <laughs> drinking. He has a flask with him wherever he goes. He goes home and he drinks. He's constantly he's, – he's a drunk. So funny. Um, and I mean, it's not funny, but it is. Because, like, alcohol doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. And I remember asking someone, and I'm pretty sure the drinking age there is not 21. Like, it is here. So yeah, I think a lot of other countries it's like eighteen, right? Sixteen, yeah. So it doesn't seem to be as. I mean, yeah. At one point, there's when Burju is kind of like, Edda, do you think you should really be drinking beer right now? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that it's like obviously that you know strange. I mean, even when Sinan pulls his flask out in the middle of debate, the teacher is just more like, don't do that in front of everyone. Like right. <laughs> you know, not like don't do it. <laughs> So, um, anyways, and then our last and final member of the gang is Ashuk, the good girl. Yeah, I said the teacher's pet. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. So those are our people, and then I just said yes. We have Nizjet Bay, who's you know going to be a obviously you know prominent character because he's essentially the villain who's after these yeah. after these kids. Like, what yeah. a terrible principal, honestly. Like, listen, there are trouble kids, and you as someone who works in education, oh, yeah. I'm sure can attest to that. And there are. T- obviously you need to deal with things like that but he is just like i'm like dude you need a hobby because at one point he's even like if it's the last thing i do till the day i die i'll make sure this and that and i'm like 
Get a hobby, seriously. He's he's doing what they tell you to never do, and that's to take the um, actions and the – why can't I think of – anyway, to take the actions of a child or a student personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You shouldn't ever take it personally because you don't know what's going on at home. You don't know what other stuff they're dealing with. So – for a teacher or somebody, mm-hmm. an educator is what I'll say. They tell you to not take that stuff personally. Sure. Because chances are it's going to – I mean, it's basically what, what Burju said, mm-hmm. that it's going to blind you to other things and to the overarching issue here, which is that these kids need an education. Yeah. So anyway. Yep. Exactly. That's my- my teacher stance. <laughs> I like this though. I think you'll have a lot of these as we <laughs> – I mean, obviously, as realistically as possible because we know this is a drama. But, yes. Um, yeah. And they're, they're obviously caricatures in certain aspects. Like, yes. give me a break. When Karem slammed that amp over the kid's head, I was like, that kid would have died. You cannot – if anybody has any concept of, how of heavy? an amp – an amp is so heavy. How it's did all he even, metal How did he even lift it up like, like that? <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh. So clearly <laughs> we get this, you know, it's a show, yeah. it's entertainment, <laughs> and that they're caricatures. Yes. So like I, I – That mean, was the best because that thing was like clearly made of cardboard and plywood. Once yes. he like actually smashed it over his head, how easily it fell apart yeah. and just how easily he lifted it. <laughs> well, and it was funny later when they when they take them all in to <laughs> interrogate them individually. And he's like, obviously that amp was really old. It immediately fell apart the yeah. second it touched that guy's head. <laughs> Oh my like, gosh. Like, well, he has yeah. a point. <laughs> he, he does. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So essentially, we see that each of these kids has, you know, they have their little shticks that tends mm-hmm. to get them in trouble that has them on Nezdot's radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it seems like after the debate, it's kind of the first time they've all been in trouble together. Like, they mm-hmm. kind of know of each other and they know that. Well, I mean, uh, Osman seems to just have an in on everyone. Like, he knows. Because as soon as, like, Kamal yeah. shows up, he's like, oh, former basketball player, injured or mm-hmm. whatever happened. Now he's a coach. Um, so he kind of has the 411 on everyone. That's just, yeah. like, he makes everyone's business his business. Because mm-hmm. um, if there's an angle where he can make money, he's going to do it. So, um, sure. but this debate that happens um, is the first time we're seeing them all get in trouble together and finally kind of form their little right. cl- their little clique. So there's a, you know, there's a debate against Istanbul High School. They each do stupid stuff. Edda, like, goes and flirts with the sound guy so that he'll yeah. leave to go get them coffee so she can mess with the lighting and the sound. Sinon yes. um, shows up drunk and late to the debate because he's actually on to the, the debate team. To the debate that he's participating yeah. in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um <laughs> Karen. And you see from the start, too, that, that Ishik clearly has, you know, a soft spot for Sinan. She does. Because he comes late to class. Mm-hmm. And the the teacher who is um, Melihat. Yeah. Or Kenjikush. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. Yeah. Is – she hates him. You you know immediately that mm-hmm. she – because doesn't she even tell him, like, oh, I was hoping you wouldn't show up because you were dead? Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like these I'm like, why are you all in education? Like really? Yeah, just retire. I mean 
mean? Seriously. Gosh. Oh, my goodness. Um. So, yes. And he's kind of the only character. I mean, a little bit Edda, but they're kind of, uh, and I guess, an Ishuk. So, really, those three are the ones we kind of get a little bit of background on what their home life is like. Mm-hmm. Um, Sinan, his parents are clearly garbage human beings. Like, yeah. he lives with his grandpa. And his grandpa, though, is just a lump on the couch. Like, whether yeah, he's, he's practically he, a vegetable. Yeah. And so, you know, he doesn't have any real authority or adult helping him in life. He's taking care of everything. He gets home and feeds the dog. He gets home and feeds grandpa. Like, well, mm-hmm. and then also has to do. So you kind of are like, well, no wonder you're drinking and just kind of like apathetic Trying about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially, like when you walk in, your dad show you walk in and your dad's actually home and you're like, oh, dad, can I make some tea? And he's like, no, your stepmom just really liked this piece of art. I'm just here to take it back to our new house because I have to take care of the twins. Like, that scene was so sad. I know. Just the look on Sinan's face after he – all he says is chai and he looks so hopeful <laughs> Like the saddest little boy who just wants to spend time with his dad Mm -hmm. and his dad is super distracted and is not even paying attention and it was just awful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that was like – that's a heartbreaking – like the first time I'm like, holy crap, his parents are terrible. This poor guy. Like – um. And then Ishuk obviously is a good girl. She very much listens to everything her parents say because it's like, well, my parents wouldn't tell me how to do something or not to do something if they didn't know better. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so she's a little bit um, naive, I guess. Is naive a good word for her? I would say, yeah, or or just sheltered. She's obviously there you go. been sheltered. Sheltered. By her parents. Um I mean, we'll, we can talk more about that next episode because that's mm-hmm. kind of when we get more of a look at her and her home life. Oh, you're right. So we don't get a look at her this episode. It's episode two. So really all we really right. get is Sinan. That's her it. Interactions, Yeah. And and I mean, we see Ashuk's inner interactions with Sinan. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she obviously is like a hopeless romantic. We get mm-hmm. that part of who she is because she's reading – um, a romantic book mm-hmm. and the second they ask her about the matchmaking thing she's like oh we'll spread love yes of yeah. course you know <laughs> yes they definitely appeal to her romantic side because yes. obviously they have more nefarious well it's not even it's kind of nefarious but reasons for self-preservation there you go self-preservation i was like it's not really nefarious they're not wanting to cause harm to uh right. you, but they do definitely want it to benefit them because if yeah. she goes because she gets a letter about – which I found out – I knew about this because of watching Karatata um, for Khan's Last Easy. And teachers can actually get letters that are just like, oh, by the way, you're being moved to this school all across the country. This is where you're going to be teaching now. Like, oh. And just get placed. Now, like, you – Like the army here. <laughs> y- yeah, essentially. But if you're – married that kind of thing where it's like well my spouse is here and has a job that like you can get like a um deferment or something yeah or just like have it excused where it's like okay you're not gonna get transferred i can't think of the word but um exception you know yeah so that's like that's a thing and i mean sometimes it's like obviously like when she gets that letter she's like oh i've been waiting for this you know transfer hoping that it would you know go through and um so obviously this was a good thing for her so i'm guessing maybe you can also request transfers too if you're wanting um which would make sense sure but you can also just get 
placed. If it's like, well, you don't seem to have roots here, like, and we need teachers here, here you mm-hmm. go. Now, if I got that wrong, I'm pretty sure that's what somebody – that's how someone explained it to me mm-hmm. when I first asked about it with Karatata. But if I'm – if I got something wrong, of course, please reach out and correct me and I will um, explain it in a future – I will – Retract and correct in a future episode. Uh, but yeah. I think essentially that's the idea. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then you know what? Edda's home life isn't really hinted at until next episode either. So really yeah. this episode is just seen on is who you get more of like the peek at. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So basically they all cause chaos at the debate and – they all get rounded up and thrown into a classroom. And mm-hmm. this is when, like, the board of teachers and such, like, get together to decide if they're going to be expelled, which all of them have been – already been through this individually. Right. As is made clear. But now it's – they're getting decided as a group. And Nezda right. is, like, chomping at the bit. Like, yeah. finally yeah. my time to shine. Get them out of here. Yeah, he's he's really confident that there's going to be – a unanimous decision that time and meanwhile the kids are talking about their previous times almost getting suspended or expelled and they talk about you know how many teachers voted for how many teachers voted against um and i think the highest one i don't remember who it was but the highest was 10 to 2 and they one of them was like whoa that was close <laughs> So essentially, Burju is the only one who stands up for them this time around, mm-hmm. and she is stubborn about it and refuses to let it go because apparently, now in America, if you are at a school and you have a bunch of bad behavior mm-hmm. and you get expelled, you just get put into a different school. Mm-hmm. It's not a situation where you can no longer go to school at all. You basically get transferred to another school. Apparently, this is not the case for Turkish kids, or maybe it's high school specific. Mm-hmm. Because if these kids get to get expelled, I keep wanting to say suspended. Suspended. <laughs> if they get expelled, they they're losing their right and ability to even get a high school diploma, and that's basically Burju's whole argument. Mm-hmm. Is um, I think she says like. Oh, what does she say? Oh, she says prejudice obscures the truth. Mm -hmm. And her whole argument is you guys are robbing them of the opportunity of an education. They'll never be able to get that back. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Think about their future. Think about all this stuff. But the teachers just want them out. Well, yeah. Like even Nezhat's like, well, who cares? They're all going to be in jail by the time they're 20. (laughs) (laughs) Which clearly from – Oh, wait. No, I'm not going to say that because I think that's episode two. Okay. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, I seriously was like, again, why are you in education, sir? Like, you clearly hate kids. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, I guess he's just in it for the power of having control over a bunch of people's lives. Or he's waiting his time out to mm-hmm. retire, which unfortunately does happen. Yeah. Some teachers, they've been doing it for 25 years and they're waiting till they hit that 30 years or yeah. whatever. So they but can they're done. say goodbye. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they're done long before that. Um, so, yeah. So, like you said, the vote's 11 to 1. It's always anonymous, though, to the kids. They just mm-hmm. tend to find out, like, what the number is, but they don't know who, like, you know, when it was 8 to 4 before for – you know, Osman or whatever. Like, they don't know who it is. So 
This time, though, since it's so dang close, mm-hmm. 11 to 1 is the closest it's ever been. And don't you love how Nezjot comes in and he's like, you all are going to hell. <laughs> and he's like, but not today. And this yeah. is, I think, when he's like, basically makes that vow, like if it's the last thing he does with his life, like he's yeah. going <laughs> to, it's just like, dude. I know. Um, anyways, but like you said, he's got to be a caricature of a bad guy, so – uh, so basically the kids are like, what the heck? Who's that one teacher? Because they're going to mm-hmm. be our one saving grace to keep us here the rest of the year. Because essentially we're going to – even if like we breathe wrong, we're going to get in trouble. Even if we decide to be like the most perfect model t- kids from here on out. Yeah. Every, enough of them hate us that they're just going to look for any little thing. So mm-hmm. they want to know who this teacher is. And this is when they like scare the daylights out of poor Ashuk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they like yeah. rush her in that office room. <laughs> to be like who was it and she's like it's anonymous and then i don't remember what it exactly it is they scare her enough though that she's like okay it was it was her doing screams at her which i would be scared i would fold like a napkin he does (laughs) that kid screaming in my face i i he does he does you're right he's like yeah because he's the one even later when they corner her again for help he's the one that like physically like keeps putting her back in her seat and i'm like take your hands off of her sir um but anyhow but even when he does start yelling at her, it's Sinon who's like, uh, you're just going to scare her and make it harder for her to talk, like, back yeah. off. Yeah. So. Yeah. So they they end up finding out that it's Borju who saved them. Um, so they're like, oh, my gosh. Thank God. We're, we're, we'll be fine. <laughs> She's – because th- I'm pretty sure Ishik tells them, too, that – she was really stubborn about it and she wasn't going to give in. Yes. Yep. So this is when we kind of touched on this a little bit, but we get a scene where Birju gets her transfer letter. She's very excited about it. Of course, mm-hmm. Principal Nezda is like, or Nezda Hojam is like, oh, congratulations. I wish you well on your career, all this stuff. He's super supportive because with her gone, he'll get his vote next yeah. time. She picks up on that and is like, promise me you're not going to basically screw these kids over once I leave. Mm -hmm. And he's like, yes, of course I promise you. And, you know, he's full of it. Yeah. Yeah. He goes to the window right after and he makes (laughs) the the death symbol. The knife across the throat, like, to them. (laughs) Which is really terrible, but also it was really funny. It was funny because it's, like, it's so absurd and cartoonish, but, like (laughs) – Oh yeah. man! So and and Burju will be trans- transferring in two months. So they essentially have two months to find a way to mm-hmm. keep her there. Yes, because so the clock is ticking. Otherwise, they're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. And initially, they don't come away with any idea while they're there at school. Mm-hmm. So Osman just takes it upon himself to show up at Sinon's later. And again, we've already kind of like so we got the insight to Sinon's home life. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just shows up at his house. Yeah. And he's like on the phone. And I'm like, this is very, um, this is very forward for 1998 because he's essentially door dashing a bunch of food uh-huh. to, you know, I mean, not that yeah. food delivery didn't exist in 1998, but right. Anyways, on his cell, on his cell phone, on too. his new, but he does point out like, man, this thing is this new thing is cool and handy. Like so, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, you know what was something I wanted to point out that I thought was interesting, well, or funny is a little bit of a mess up. Unless I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Remember when one of the first times you see Ashuk and she's like, oh, Sinon, I took notes for you. Don't worry. You can catch up. By the way, I watched a movie with my parents last night. It was so good. Kevin Costner's in it. He's a retired baseball player. All mm-hmm. this stuff. 
Well, I looked up. He's been in because he's been in so many sports movies. I was like, are they, they're not talking about Field of Dreams. He's not a retired sports player. So I'm pretty sure they're talking about For the Love of the Game. But okay. that wasn't released until 1999, and we're only in 1998. So oh. um, I don't know if just someone got the timing wrong or what. Or it's like, or she somehow got to see something a year early. But um, <laughs> anyways, I just thought it was funny because I was like, I'm pretty sure she's talking about like a real movie. And, Interesting. Uh, but it didn't come out until like September of 1999. Well, yeah, because she specifically <laughs> brings up Kevin Costner. Mm-hmm. It's not like she gives vague – allusions to whatever movie it was Mm -hmm. she's very detailed about it yeah so i was like oh somebody didn't do quite their due diligence but that's all right Hmm. um anyways so he shows up he's like we got to come up with a plan i've got food coming and he uh when sinon hears how much he's ordering he's like wow you're really hungry he's like well there's gonna be a crowd here and he's like what the heck are you talking about and then of course the rest of the misfits show up Mm -hmm. um and so yeah, they basically come to the conclusion that she won't get transferred if she basically gets engaged to and married to someone who lives here because of the clause right. that I already mentioned. So, but of course, like you, you kind of started to touch on, they're all like, oh, love. And they all have like, they all have things to say about love. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because this whole episode, it was very clear that – we're really establishing each of their characters. Yes. We're really established. Like, in the whole debate scene, mm-hmm. when the fight breaks out, you really see who each of them are. Mm-hmm. Sinan is just being careless. He just wants to drink and be by himself. Ushuk is shocked and, like, cannot believe what's happening. Uh, Eda is laughing her head off and thinking it's so funny. And she finally has some entertainment in her life. Well, and she instigated it by throwing that thing at Karem. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> And Krem is just happy for an opportunity to fight and Mm -hmm. to, you know, bust some lips. And Osman is sitting there like, now all my freaking money is lost. And like. (laughs) Oh, yeah, because he was was placing bets on who was going to. Yes. Who uh, was going to win. Win the debate. That's right. That's right. right. But it's all null and void because of the whole fight and the the whole big issue. So (laughs) we see them there. We see them who they are in the introduction. And then of. Of course, we see who they are in their perspective on love. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting because they each, uh, everybody except for Ushik, <laughs> basically hates love. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to, I know I took screenshots. Oh, good. Because I didn't. I just, I just was like, basically, they all have their own version of why love is terrible or yucky or not worth it. Yeah, because they're they're like, how do, how are we supposed to make her fall in love? Because I think it's Sinon who says, um, Burju is a romantic type of girl. She needs to fall in love first in order to get married is what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And Ed is like, that's it. We have to make Burju fall in love. And Osman's like, well, how do we do that? Because <laughs> <laughs> why would a teenage boy know how to make a grown woman fall in love? Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, and very C- accurate. <laughs> yeah. And Sinan is like, love is a ridiculous emotion. Someone who gets love can talk about it. Leave me out of it. <laughs> and Osman, I was like, Osman, baby, do you have something you want to talk about? Because he, he says, all I know is someone likes someone and the other person doesn't like them back. <laughs> so you just bottle it up and move on. <laughs> Oh, I think I missed that. <laughs> Dang. He says it's not pleasant. <laughs> he, yes, he clearly needs to talk to somebody. Yeah, he's like, it's unnecessary and confusing. 
And then uh, Karam says, they'll love you as long as you give them what they want. So it's if clearly, oof. Uh-huh. I know. This is when you're like, okay, these these kids all need some therapy. Like, what's <laughs> oh, going on here? A thousand percent. <laughs> I mean, we knew it already, but. Right. And Krem's like, if you stop, they'll leave, and then you feel horrible. And then Edda's like, I agree. Love's all about self-interest. If you give them what they want, they come. If you stop, they leave. It's a disgusting emotion. So then Sinan's like, bravo, everybody's an expert. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like, what are we going to do? This is stupid. This isn't for us, clearly. And uh, that's when they make the decision. Since none of us here clearly Mm -hmm. know anything about love or care for it at all, we need somebody who really believes in it. Right. And they they decide to shook. Yes. And it's Sinan, right, who's like, you know who we need to ask. Yes. (laughs) And this is when they corner the poor girl in the classroom and Karem is a little too handsy as far as like forcing Mm -hmm. her back in her seat. And I think it's Sinan who walks in and is like, again, is kind of like, chill out. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Like they just need to talk to you. So then, of course, they lay out a more fairy tale-esque picture for her because like you said, she's clearly a romantic. She's not going to do it so they don't get in trouble. She's going to do it because it's like, oh, we you know, we don't want her to leave because we love her as a teacher. Yes, and that's where she's coming from, too. Yes. I, I think even at first that's what she says. She says, yes. oh, no, I love Miss Burju so much. Like, mm-hmm. she can't leave. Yeah, so she's got a stake in this game, too, mm-hmm. as to why to make her fall in love with someone. But it's a little more innocent than the other four. <laughs> um, still self-serving, technically, but a, <laughs> yeah. little, a little more innocent <laughs> and pure. Um, so, yeah, so she basically agrees to help. And then, of course, they go through a list of candidates at the school, <laughs> none of which are even – like, they're all terrible candidates for her. Yeah. And they're like, well, crap. Who are we Who are we going to find? Who, who in the and world? Then- <laughs> what are we going to do? And Where then- <laughs> on earth is a hot Turkish man when you need one? <laughs> and as is, you know, uh, as is per usual with every good DZ – the DZ deities drop upon us a babe walk. Yes. Set to the clash. I was going to say <laughs> a quintessential, the most perfect 90s babe walk I have yes. ever seen in my life. Yes. Paired with a tucked in shirt, belt, and jeans. Like, I could not be uh-huh. better. No. It, this is like, this is one of the best babe walks. I have oh, watched yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know we all love the one of John DeVitt in Erkenji Kush. Of course. But this one, there's just something about – probably because of the, you know, the throwback and the nostalgia of the 90s for us. Mm-hmm. But the, I was – the first time I saw this, I literally found my tweet last night from when I first watched it. And I was like in all caps, like, why did nobody warn me this was coming? Like, my heart is in tachycardia or something ridiculous and dramatic. But – it's such a good babe walk. I was just it's like, it's so good. It, Khan nails outfit, it. The moment, it's perfect. It's perfect. So, or not, not really Khan. His name is Kimal in the in the show. Oh, but right. anyways, so Kimal, you know, strolls on through, and I, Ishuk is like, he's made of fairy dust. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't Karam like? What? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so good. I just love that Ishik, like, she's she's us. She's oh, yeah. like the Twitter pated 
DZ watcher who yes. watches the rom-coms is like, ah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Girlfriend has her list of ships and all of that stuff. Yes, for sure. So then that's kind of – they basically are like, well, look, there he is. There he is. Like, yes. just as we needed, we spoke him into existence. This yeah. is who we're going to make Burju Hanum fall in love with. Yeah. And then the episode doesn't quite end. This is when we pan back to um, Ushuk now that we've already mm-hmm. spoiled it, in the future, um, where she has clearly – she's she's narrating a letter that she clearly wrote to everybody. Yes. Um, and it's being sent out to all of them. And we don't see their faces, so we don't technically really know who is who. We can kind of guess as, it, as the letters are going out. Right. Oh, that's right. It is the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. So the letters go out. So clearly she has sent an invitation for them to all meet her back at this house, which is why mm-hmm. she's there in this crumbling, you know, crush syndrome waiting to happen as she's yeah. washing dishes, um, preparing for their hopeful arrival. Um, so. Now, the interesting thing is, okay, we have Ashik. She's at the house. She's the one writing to rally the troops, mm-hmm. right? We see one person who clearly has a ranch or mm-hmm. something of, of that nature. Um, they live on a farm or a ranch with horses. We see another person, I'm assuming this is Eda, who like maybe runs a daycare or something of that sort. Um, and then somebody else we see is clearly in jail. <laughs> but that's we're, – we're missing someone. Oh, is it only the three letters? Unless I missed an early one. Like, in the the first few were a little confusing uh-huh. until you get to the the horse scene. Yeah. Okay, so I so don't know if I missed it. I know. Now I'm thinking. Yeah, there was one where he's like, like. Are there only three letters? Are we missing someone? There's, yes, the, like, the, like, jail scene. But isn't the, oh, who who's the one or – I guess the location of the one where she's like, I'm just sending this to your last known address. Was that the jail one? Yeah. Okay. And then there's the ranch and then there's. I mean, clearly this is the same letters being sent to everybody. Right. Um, And then there's, yeah, the ranch or the horses. What has to be. Because the ranch horse one was a little confusing Mm because you see a letter passed to a bunch of people. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if the letter was getting passed through the ranch owners, Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. or if it was two people receiving their letter. Well, let's just assume they all got them and maybe we missed something. Or maybe in like – because it definitely wasn't in episode two because we watched that already too and there Mm -hmm. wasn't any more letter sending. And like I said, it's been almost a year since I've watched this, so I don't remember if it's not shown until later, the fourth letter getting to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Maybe it had further to travel. I really can't remember. Well, um, part of me is like, is one of them dead? Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. That's – well, like, yeah, and especially because of be stuff that wild. happens in episode two. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I was like, I, you know, is this a terrible foreshadowing? Is this a – Yeah. That's why okay. I was like – wasn't sure. Okay. Or maybe the person's out of the country or – you know what I mean? Right. I just – it seemed very clear. Yeah, it really is only three letters. You're right. There is nothing okay. else. so I didn't because, misunderstand the- Yeah, the horses, the kitchen, what I – Uh-huh. The kitchen, kitchen with yeah, the kids. Yeah, like paint on the hands. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then, then the jail. jail. <laughs> <laughs> I, is it bad that I was like, oh, that's Karem? 
<laughs> well, e- either Krem or Osman. If but because I feel oh like he Osman could would be a, like white, white collar, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He'd yeah. be like the money laundering mobster guy. Who, yes, like works all his deals and yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go back and rewatch this really quick after we're done recording these episodes. But I, I do think, I do think you're right. It is only those okay. three. Okay, so I just wasn't sure if I was going crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Some, right. Yeah, why is that? That's a good – that's a really good question. Yeah. And again, something I don't think I realized the first time where I was like – I definitely There's only it. three. Like, yeah. I so, definitely did it. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, so – I mean, you already said this at the beginning, but overall, you clearly enjoyed this episode. The third third time's the charm, I guess. I, gu- I guess so. Yeah. Because at first – I don't know what it was the, the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay – you know, that was a fine episode. Sure. And then – Well, and maybe too, because I would get this a lot when I would watch DZ movie – or not DZ movies. That's not what they're called because DZ is a series. But Turkish movies. Yeah. Um, Is I think maybe at the time we were so conditioned to our 2.5 episode – 2.5 hour episodes – that then switching gears to something, mm. even a movie that's only like an hour and a half, stuff seems to move really fast. That's true. And then in that's something true. like this, you go and watch a 42-minute full episode of a DZ, it might have just even been like, it was fine, but it just kind of felt like, you know, maybe yeah, not enough, maybe like slow yes. moving or, you know, not enough happened kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, that's now I feel point. like we're more accustomed to wanting it that way. <laughs> so Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So anyhow, um, so yeah, so that is volume one of Ashk 101. And we will be back next week to discuss volume two as we dive, as we kind of spoil a little bit in here, uh, further into more of the home life, kind of the situations mm-hmm. these kids are in, and maybe a little more explanation as to kind of why they are the way they are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I am looking forward to it. And so until next time, you guys. Uh, Bitter shoes. <laughs> oh, it's Chakal. Man, we're rusty. <laughs> <laughs>